Can I get just an audio test from you guys real quick? Testing, one, two, three. Welcome to episode 23 of Scare Zone Halloween Horror Nights podcast. Chris is joining me this week, and actually, I'm just going to preface this early on and say, Scott and I did do an episode together. Scott and his son Keegan and I did an awesome episode. We're actually going to air it for that segment next week, and that's because we had a very special guest who's going to be joining us a little bit later in the show. But Chris, how you doing? I'm really good. How you doing? I'm good. Should we? I think we'll save that to the end. So this will be our final review show, I guess you'd say, of... Of really, of Horror Nights 26 houses, but I realize we haven't even touched on the Scare Zones. So we'll get to those maybe in the next episode. We'll do kind of a wrap-up of the Scare Zones in one show. But for now, let's talk about these final three houses as uh, we, we head into the Christmas season. I know, right? We're already at Christmas, and we're, we're still talking about Halloween Horror Nights 26. And before you know it, the new year will be here, so... That's fine with me. I, that doesn't bother me at all. And uh, hey, there's no reason to tease it. You guys saw it in the... Uh, in the description, I'm sure our guest later on, Chris, we had a very special opportunity to interview. Um, I, I don't even know how you explain him. You said he'd be is he our first monster we've ever interviewed. <laughs> well, that's the way I put it. Yeah, it's the first actual monster we've had, but we are working on other monsters. So Yeah, I didn't say that to him because I didn't want to make him mad. Uh, but the Grinch will be joining us later on uh, in character, full on the Grinch, not someone playing the Grinch. The Grinch himself will be on the show after uh, we talk houses, really fun time we had with him. I want to shout out before we even get to that. Special thanks to everyone at Universal PR for including us in uh, his uh, his antics. I recorded that thing at 7:30 in the morning, so I already sound like I have a sinus infection right now because I do. But that one, I sound like I said I sound like Edgar Frog in Lost Boys. Like it's just it's not <laughs> it's not the greatest. You, you sound genuinely a bit grinchy, but that's just because it is half seven in the morning. Exactly. I think I woke up 15 minutes before I did the interview and it just, it worked well, but it was really cool. And I hope you guys like that, but let's talk horror nights. Let's talk houses. Uh, Three houses we had left. Coincidentally, three of my favorite houses. So let's, uh, let's get into it. Where should we start? Uh, Well, let's start with the first house that you and I did together, which was uh, Halloween. Halloween, Halloween, hell comes to Haddonfield. I think it's been a while now, Chris. It's, is that right? It just said Halloween too on the side. It, well, in fairness to both of us, it did actually just say that. But no, it was uh, Halloween 2. Um, sorry, no, it wasn't Halloween 2. It was Halloween, Hell Comes right. to Haddonfield. That is the but, full title of the house. But you walked in like the big poster of Halloween 2. So uh, maybe some, some mixed messaging there. But I'd watched the movie earlier in the year because I had never seen Halloween 2. and Or if I had, I had not really put it into memory but what was your thoughts of it overall, looking into it now? Looking back now, over a month now, since, or right around a month since Horror Nights ended, uh, what were your thoughts on Halloween 2? I've got to say, because I've mentioned this on other shows um, as well, I think because of possibly the fact that it, we went when we went through the house, it had just had a cast change, so they'd just yeah. come back from break. Every single scare, um, and it might not be because of that, but every single scare... Um, I saw and got on that run through. And to me, I, it really um, put that house up there in, in terms of my favorites for, for that year. 
Um, and I like that. I like that I, I did hit every scale. You know, and, and, you know, some houses you're unlucky um, and some houses you're very lucky, like, like we were, I think, with this house. But the, the one thing which I thought made this house stand head and shoulders above a lot of past houses is the attention to detail and how much you did feel as though you were straight into that movie. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. When I look at it, honestly, if I had not seen the movie, I'm not sure I would have even understood half the stuff I saw. It straight up was yeah. the movie, whether like we always joked around like the hot tub scene. Yeah, they figured that out. Uh, whether it was uh, you know the, the right through the eyes and the blood go through, they figured out pretty much everything. And it very much was a linear story and, and not necessarily a story that if you were casually familiar with it, I think you would have gotten. But no, I really enjoyed this house, especially the second time around when I went back through it and realized how much I did like the house and how close it did feel to that movie. And uh, mm. I know a lot of my friends who are horror buffs more than, than you and I for sure say Halloween 2 is one of their favorite movies. So it definitely delivered on that. And I, I think the responses in general that people gave it were just top-notch when it came to uh, when, it, when, it, when it came to just dealing with that that house and that world, there was even a moment, I think it was when, when they're shooting Michael Myers, where yeah. you kind of, the way your eyes go is to the shooter. And yeah. so it's like you're almost feeling like he's shooting towards you. Then you have to kind of turn and see Michael Myers is behind you. And it's, both times it got me. Like it got me like good, like in a way where I felt like, man, that was a really cool moment that I wasn't expecting. I was expecting to see that sequence, but I wasn't expecting to be really in between it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And also, I do feel like where where they've done these houses before where there's one central character that pops up all the way through the house, I do feel sometimes you get a bit of inconsistency. You might have a really tall one and a really short one or a fat right. one. And you know, that was like from years ago, not so much nowadays. But in this house, that was all very consistent. But it also didn't feel like it was a huge cast of Michael Myers. It did feel like it was almost, and I say almost, like the same Michael was coming at you all the time. Yeah, it, it wasn't distracting at all, for sure. No, but it, it did feel, it, 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 did, it, it did stick closely to the storyline, but it did also, the scares were presented in such a way that it didn't feel like, you know, like when you've been in like the Saw house a few years ago where you just had Jigsaw jumping out every two minutes. Right. Michael was at you all the time, but it didn't feel like there was it didn't it didn't feel like a mess where there was lots of Michaels all, all around you all the time. No, you know what I'm did. saying? Yeah, I absolutely. No. And they used some cool special effects, whether you could see Michael Myers, yeah. you know, whether it was a projection or, or a shadow that would walk past a window. And um, man, I just I really enjoyed it. I I, I think it's. You're going to hear this a lot in this episode, but uh, it's definitely in my top three of this year. I, I I really loved this house. Yeah, definitely for sure. In in my top three as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure where I kind of my top three all kind of tie a little bit, but uh, it's definitely if it's number two or number three. I, I really enjoyed it, and I I hope I'm not really sure where they're going to go because Halloween three. Uh, I don't even think Michael Myers is in Halloween three. You know, it had like a weird like. <laughs> like it went a different way, and then they came back around for like Halloween 20 and H2O, whatever it was. Um, is this the first time they've really followed up successfully, even not necessarily successfully, but in general, uh, a beloved house with a sequel, like an IP house, not just like a, hey, we're doing another psychoscarapy? I think well, probably. I, I was thinking about this, and I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because it, this, I mean, when I think about the original Halloween that they did a few years ago, that won the accolades of House of the Year, and it was a very, very good house. 
But to me, this house, I don't know. I kind of feel this was on par with that. And I think this year was a very good year overall. So it doesn't make it stand out as much as it perhaps it should do. But it is definitely in my top three. And my top three does change, but it does consistently for me keep Halloween 2 in the top three. Is Halloween 2 the house that you first started, like in the closet walking through like one of yes. the early scenes yeah i mean that yes. alone that whole sequence i was pretty sure but i, w- I just want to confirm with you there was something about that that just felt so authentic and felt real and and i know that's kind yeah. of odd to say but it was uncomfortable in a good way and I, I know i say that a lot but this one was a way where it was actually fun to feel like you were walking through this this situation but it felt it felt weirdly real and kind of dirty and kind of i don't know authentic i think is the right word and i think that's kind of what we could sum up in general with halloween too it just felt like the movie and it felt like a great experience and i, I think it, it, any any art generally speaking is always good when you can feel how the artist has really made a decision and come to you know create something so detailed and when it comes to this house to me all the way through i could just think to myself michaelo must have watched this film a million times to get right. every single last detail into it and you know all that hard work pays off because even like the radio broadcasts in the background, you know, little things like that, even like the little old like 1970s or 1980s stickers that you'd see on, on doors, you know, in a hospital. You know, they had everything, literally everything in that house to make you feel like you were walking through that film. If you did enjoy that house or maybe you did enjoy it as much, I encourage you to go back and watch the movie because it's one of the few I have to say of this year where I feel like it was it was almost required reading to really understand what yeah. was going on. Uh, maybe The Exorcist oh. as well, but um, but I think for this one, for sure, because of how many sequences were just directly lifted, that it really helps a lot. If you go watch this movie, and it's on, you can get it for like $2 on Amazon, so go do it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> where, are we, where are we headed next? Uh, let's go to a house that you particularly like this year, and I've heard a lot of good feedback from a lot of people about it, but is The Walking Dead. Yes, uh, I don't know if I particularly liked it as much as I particularly thought it was. Uh, I did like it. I will say that it's um, <laughs> it to me was the scariest house of the year, and it was probably one of the scarier houses I've been in, and, that, and that's saying a lot. But it, it had genuinely, it genuinely felt different. Where I feel like Exorcist I talked about was like an uncomfortable, nauseating situation that I really. Did, I, I, I didn't really enjoy it in many ways. Like I, I thought they did a great job with it, but it was a different kind of, it wasn't a, ha, this is fun. The Walking Dead kind of bridged that gap to where it was fun, but it was terrifying. And the closeness you got with the walkers and the amount of walkers that were coming out of you and sort of the more disturbing yeah. nature, and I'm not even a fan of the show, uh, was pretty, pretty intense. And it was intense. That's a good word. It was an intense house. I think they knew, and we talked a little about that with Charles Gray, I think they knew that, there was some negative feedback on the Walking Dead houses, so they finally kind of said, "You know what? Let's let's blow them away." And I think they did. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the main criticisms that you know I've levied with those houses over the years, and even when I compared it to the Hollywood counterparts that they've done, is that if you're not going to have the, the characters from the show, then you at least need to increase the number of walkers. And, and when you look at like the house from last year that they did, it was very sparse with walkers. Whereas when I went to the Hollywood one last year, it was absolutely packed with, with zombies. They were everywhere. Right. So I, I like the fact that this year they've kind of taken a leaf out of Hollywood's book and really increased the number of scare actors that they actually have in the house. Yeah, I really want to see also, I haven't done the Walking Dead attraction of it at Universal Hollywood, but it looks 
pretty cool. And I think they maybe also learned some stuff from that. I don't really know. Uh, again, I just I just thought this house was great. And, and I, I do really relate back to that Charles Gray interview because he said, you know, they realized that one walker jumping out at you doesn't do much, but a tight, confined space with walkers just everywhere really yeah. did something to your brain. And, and I, uh, not no pun intended, but it really did feel that, that way. I really can't say anything bad other than it, when it came down to it, the second night I went, I decided that those were the two houses. There's two houses I actually did not revisit. Um, one, and it wasn't, it was a lot of it due to the fact that I was really taking my time, leisurely eating, enjoying myself, doing some rides. Uh, I, I wanted to fully enjoy all the scare zones because I didn't feel like we got to do that during our RIP tour. But I skipped The Exorcist and I skipped The Walking Dead. Uh, the Exorcist because, and I said it last week with with uh, Chad, it just felt like um, it just felt like I didn't need to re-experience it. Like I, I got what I needed from it, and I think they did a great job with it. I just was done. The Walking Dead was I ran out of time partially, and partially because I was like, you know what? I also feel like I got what I needed out of that, and I would like to uh, walk away with a big giant smile on my face. And uh, I know that's probably heresy to a lot of people, but just how I enjoyed Horror Nights this year, the second time around. And I also had Terry with me who who wasn't going to go through those houses, so you had a little bit of that tug. Um, but I put Walking Dead also pretty high up on my list. And I don't have a list. And we have, people have asked, like, are we going to do rank worst to best or anything like that? And I don't know if we will, because I don't know if I'll be able to, to successfully do that. But uh, mainly because I think you, you mentioned, uh, Chris, that... The houses this year were all just universally really good. Mm. I mean, when you consider that we've got what was it, technically ten houses, yeah, you know, and and nearly all of them are good, if not excellent. I think that really speaks to Universal. You know, the you know in terms of how much hard work they put into the, an event like this is that they can create so much in such a short space of time for so many people. I mean, it is really. Fantastic. Yeah, I um, I, I feel that way as well. When you really look into how this year went, I mean, it was just, it was just solid. We talked about repository. Actually, Chris and I did a segment on it, and I decided not to air it. I'm going to wait until we can get maybe a more in depth episode just on the repository, maybe with a couple other people that did it, because I know I had a very unique experience, and my experience was I went through the repository essentially by myself. It was a group of two, me and one other guy. We got split up, and it was really amazing, but I'd like to hear sort of the thoughts were there where there were six people in the room. What did that feel like? So maybe we'll bring Tim on, and uh, we'll go through that a little bit more, or someone else, one of our other friends, if Tim is busy. Which I'm sure he's listening to this. Tim, are you busy? You want to talk repository? Uh, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about about that on a later date. All right. So I feel like we've covered the Walking Dead. Was there any particular moments that stuck out? I mean, we talked a lot about particular moments in Halloween too. Anything that popped out for you in in Walking Dead? Well, the the, the Walking Dead it, it does present a bit of a problem for Universal, in as much as a lot of the people that have been going every year, like us, we're kind of a little bit fed up and a bit tired with it now. Yeah. However, I've spoken to a lot of people who um, this was this was either their first time to Halloween Horror Nights or it was one of their first times to Halloween Horror Nights, and they absolutely adored this house. You know, they they loved it, and the thing was, for most of them, they hadn't seen all of the set pieces and walked through those environments like we have on previous years. Right, like you've seen but, the tanks with the heads and all that before. Exactly, exactly. So. You know, so that, that, that it presents a problem for for Universal, in as much as I believe it did get quite a lot of good feedback, um, particularly on the scares. Yeah. So you know, do they then hedge their bets and think, oh, hang on a minute, 
maybe we should bring it back. You know, it's still a highly discussed, talked about. I mean, our local news ran a story about <laughs> Negan. Right. I know. I, I, I know. New series. I know character names and situations that happen from this season, and I've watched maybe two episodes of the whole show. But yeah. that being said, I have heard some slipping in ratings here locally uh, in the States, and a lot of that I think is some fanboy talk. But some of it I think is because maybe they went a little too far this season and bumped people out. Uh, as Mike Aiello uh, told everyone, uh, remember, it's a horror show. Uh, but I, I don't watch, and I, um, I don't, again, I don't watch because I dislike it. I just I don't really have the time. Instead, I'm binge-watching. I just finished binge-watching the Gilmore Girls' Year in a Life, uh, which uh, I'm sure some of you guys would think that was also a horrific, uh, horrific yeah, time of my life. <laughs> but uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, if they want to do Evil Stars, Stars Hollow, I'm, uh, I'm all in. All right. So the last house, I know where we're headed. My favorite house. Oh, yes. Yes. We're going all the way down to Lightning Gulch itself. Yeah. And um, this now this, I, I would imagine, for a lot of people was possibly their favorite house we are of course talking about ghost town the curse of lightning gulch yes um finally a very a very a very yeah i'm sure you've got reams to say about this and i'll let you wax lyrical about it what i will say before we go into it is is i thought this was an amazing house and an incredibly detailed incredibly unique house i mean how many cowboy themed haunted attractions can there be in the world you know yeah I mean, um, and we've managed to experience one. <laughs> yeah, I just adored this house from the second I, I you walk in, and uh, I, I just loved it. I can't say anything bad about it. The only thing that, that and Chad mentioned it last time is it wasn't the scariest house. Absolutely not. Was I scared really at all throughout it? I could say maybe I got one good close up jump scare, but overall, uh, and knowing what we knew ahead of time, the concept of all right, and, and some of that came in the RIP tour that, who, and I think Tim also said it was who you see first is who gets killed and you see their ghost the next thing or the, each body you see, you see, uh, or, or you know, situation. And yeah. some of the situations are inappropriate for the air. And I thought that was kind of fun. That was in a little <laughs> bit of, of, of a Bill and Ted vein. Uh, so much so when I pointed it out to someone near, or to Terry who was with me, uh, he, uh, he made a crude joke at me. Uh, very funny stuff in it. Uh, I really loved this house. And, and a lot of it has to do with, I know we had Nate on earlier in the year and just the design and the scope and the, just yeah. pure size of this thing. I mean, th- th- when you went into that big room, it was mm-hmm. it was enormous, and it just felt like you were in this experience, unlike many we, houses I've really ever been in. Well, we should have guessed, really, the fact that they hired a particularly, you know, a CAD specialist like that to design this house. We should right. have guessed then that the facades in this place were going to run all the way through it with just the amount of design work that was required. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about you had from from the individual scenes to you're right the facades of that. I guess it was technically supposed to make an outdoor sequence where you were almost on the streets of Ghost Town, of Lightning Gulch, mm-hmm. and it was it was you know I, I hate to use the word like breathtaking because it sounds it sounds like something that someone would say on our Disney podcast, but it um, <laughs> it has that vibe like it was just it was outstanding and uh, there were some, some of my favorite moments were obviously the and the. Um, you know, that's my gold and, and those kind of things that came out of it. But I was just in, in the sound effects and the music and everything. It was just perfect. The rain. The rain. Oh, I forgot about the rain. The rain was great. And the wind. Uh, <laughs> it was just, they just nailed this one. I loved it. I, I I could talk about it at length, but it was just a blast. It was one of those ones where I purely had a giant smile on my face the whole time. Uh, 
And that's the houses I like the most. That's that's how I feel about it. And different so than even you're like you said that about the Chance House. Different than that, you know, in the Chance House, I walked away with a smile on my face because it was fun. This is when I walked away with a smile house because it was fun, and it was one of the most impressive Halloween Horror Nights houses. And honestly, one of the most impressive attractions I've I've ever been through. So I was just I was just thrilled. I mean, I mean, it makes me genuinely sad to think that Halloween two, and like this house as well, is now in the bottom of a scrap heap somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah. That it no longer exists anywhere. Yeah. It no, no longer sorry. exists. Yeah. I mean, I would go through that anytime if they just, if they set aside uh, that house or even Halloween, maybe somewhere and we could just pay extra to go through that. I would go through that every time I went to universal. Exactly. You know, you're building volcano Bay and that's all nice and all, but come on, how about a third permanent <laughs> or fourth permanent, uh, uh, you know, gate, that is all uh, horror, old Horror Nights yes. attractions. Just rotate them in and out. You know you got Halloween. some of them somewhere. Exactly. Halloween Horror Nights land. They could just have a whole theme park dedicated to Halloween Horror Nights. We could pick out one of those islands of adventure. They could go. Come on. Let's uh, – <laughs> the, the one between – the lost continent. I mean, come on now. Let's let's just be honest. We, there's a large space where they have that Sinbad show that I haven't been to since I was about 14. That can that – could t- <laughs> I know our buddy – one of our buddies is is a voice of, of that talking fountain. Leave him everything else horror nights from there on. I think I've said it umpteen times about how generally all the houses were yeah. fantastic of a certain I mean the other thing I could just finally say about Ghost Town, and this also harks back to um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well, is technically both of these houses are repeats. They've been done kinda in the past. Right. And it's always a pleasure for me, having seen those houses in the past, to see them come back again, but see them come back again and be better. I mean, that's the the critical thing here, that Universal doesn't just repeat stuff, it brings stuff back and then it improves on it. I mean, so I mean, that is really why this event is number one. Yeah, I mean, there's people that often kind of complain about, oh man, you know, it's Chance, and we've seen Chance four times, and some of these uh, staples and horror that we're seeing again, are we seeing something like this one more time? But if you can do it, you can do it well. I I have no problem with houses coming back and having new lives or being recreated. Sure, if it was year after year after year the exact same, it would become like a Six Flags attraction, or it would become honestly yeah. like, like like you said, like the, a scary version of uh, the Christmas party over at at Disney, where it is like ninety eight percent the same. So I'm happy that it changes every year. But if they can keep the creativity up, I'm okay with the revisiting the past. It's it's somewhat fun. It's it's. It's the reason we go to Bill and Ted every year because, yes, it's fun exactly. to see the new jokes, but it's also nice to see Bill and Ted again. There's something that's warm and welcoming about knowing, you know, We Will Rock You is going to happen and then you're going to have – you're going to go into the show. And, and here are sort of the the beats that follow almost like an SNL sketch that you're very familiar with that you know where it's leading towards. There's something about that in some of these houses that I like. Now, Ghost Town I'd say is a bit different than that because – I don't have a huge recollection of that original house. Uh, same thing I would even say with, with well, not Halloween too. It's just purely they, a follow-up to an amazingly popular house. So I don't think you heard anyone complain about that. But you know, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. What about, you know, and I want to get um, Roddy on here soon. And I sent him a message trying to get him on this episode, but I think he's out. Um, is He is one busy man right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, he, yeah, that amazing. Look, I don't, I, we don't talk a ton about Disney on here, but they have that new Christmas drone show. And I've seen video clips from it. My friends have sent me that are that it's just amazing. And, and he was the show director, I think, behind that. So go out and uh, see that show and support our friend. But he had a lot to do with also um, 
the Christmas thing. I want to talk about a little bit about Christmas as we head into December now. Uh, was he around? What were the Christmas houses? I'm trying to think of back in the day. How many Christmas houses we've had? We had the HR, uh, uh, you know, the blood and guts, blood and guts. Uh, over he did like the all the holidays, and then was there a psycho? There was psychotherapy. Two thousand seven. There was home for the holidays. Psychotherapy. That was that was the year Roddy had a lot of uh, doing. Yeah, his hands were all over two thousand seven. We'll have to talk to him about that as we roll over the Christmas season because I enjoyed those. And like I look, we've talked about Krampus at length uh, many times, so we'll have it on. But speaking of Christmas, as we take it into the segment you may have been waiting for, and, I, and look, I assure you, you should listen to it. I think you're going to really enjoy it. You may think this is bizarre or weird, and yes, it is all of the above, but you're going to like it. Uh, and again, just enjoy it. Here is our special guest, the Grinch, right here on ScareZone. Usually on ScareZone, on our podcast here, we talk about Halloween Horror Nights. We talk about that every week here on the show. And when we think about other holidays, we don't usually think that's something we want to do here. But I was approached with something that I felt like, it, it felt like it fit. And it was someone that we could also, you know, maybe he brought a little bit different point of view to the holidays. And someone that could be, let's just be honest, would make a killer Halloween Horror Nights icon. Uh, Mr. Grinch, welcome to ScareZone. Good to be here, good to be here, and by good, I mean terrible. <laughs> the annual Grinchmas celebration is about to begin this week, I believe, with our audience being fans of sort of the creepy, and this, this is the thing, like, I know most of the guys are probably trying to get you in, like, the Christmas spirit, but we're kind of in the, we're in the Halloween spirit all year long. Okay, all right, all right. With you at the helm, though, it feels like there's a lot for us as sort of the, uh, the guys that don't want the warm and fuzzy to look forward to. Oh, no, no warm and fuzzy from this guy. Uh-uh. <laughs> Do you like any other holidays? Know that you you really are stealing Christmas, but with our audience loving Halloween, any interest of stealing Halloween next year? I've actually stolen Halloween before. I have. It's true. It's called Grinch Night. <laughs> At Grinch Nights? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Halloween is Grinch Night, baby. All right. Well, we look forward to that. Hopefully, you can do it maybe onto a public stage next year and, and, and you know, take over on the other side of the mountain. That'd be fun. I'll do that. Yeah. Still flag day. Who knows? <laughs> now, I, I've been asking our audience, you know, because they are a little bit on the creepy side, but they are a little concerned. They ask, this year, how's Max doing? Max is fine. He's, yeah. Right now, he's on a secret mission, though, so it's kind of hush-hush. <laughs> now, what is it about Grinchmas and the stuff that comes out this year that is going to bring in our audience? What, what, what do you think is going to be special for them who maybe want to see, uh, maybe, like I said, a, a little bit, a little creepier side to, to, to Christmas this year? Well, me, of course. <laughs> Listen, if you want to see something extra special, you got to come see me. I'm going to steal some Christmas. I'm going to judge some who's. <laughs> I might even do a little singing and dancing. Yeah. Singing and dancing? That, that oh, sounds, yeah. Are you sure about that, Grinch? Oh, absolutely. The creepy singing and dancing. Don't get me wrong. There's none of that Fahoo Foray stuff for this guy. <laughs> now, I've been... I've been uh, Talking about you a lot, let's just say with my son, who's who's four years old. He's getting really into the Grinch. He's a big Grinch. He's a okay, super fan right. of the Grinch. Okay, all right, raising him right. I like this so far. Yep. Yep. He's got you know he's got a stuffed Grinch. He's really excited. He's he's pumped up about Grinchmas this year. But he, he had one question. It was, you know, what's better? You got the Who pudding. You got the Who hash and that special rare Who roast beast. What uh what what do you feel like is uh what what's the what's the best of the best? The best of the best. If I, if I listen, if I have to choose one of those, I'm going to go with rare roast beast. All right. And when I'm talking rare, I mean just warm it, run it through a warm room. Okay. <laughs> I want that sucker bloody. 
Oh, see, I, I was I see that 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 fits us well again. Something bloody, but I was thinking when I read it rare for some reason, I always read it as like a hard to find. But you're telling me you just don't cook the thing. Oh, exactly. Yeah, they're pretty hard to find too. But I like it extremely rare. Well, it's double rare, like rare squared. Yeah, like like over at those, they wouldn't even serve it to you in most restaurants. Correct. <laughs> it's crawling off the plate. It's still making noise. Uh, does Max like it that way as well? He does. Okay, he's not too too fancy. Doesn't need it. Uh, you know. He's a dog. Of course not. Come on. He's got his little little paws with a with a knife and a fork over there. No. <laughs> what about your friends down in Whoville? How how are they doing so far? Are you just still just waiting on the mountain, just waiting for the day. Well, for one thing, saying friends is a strong okay. word. All right, I'd say acquaintances. Yeah, the people you yep, deal they're, with. They're, they're typical. They're doing their whole fa-ho-fa-re singing, which drives me insane. Well, I mean, who doesn't? It drives everybody crazy. All right, see, you're on, the, you're on the same page. I'm liking this. We're the opposite. We're on Team Grinch here. Come on now. Yes. All right, we need shirts made. Team Grinch, all the way, baby. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure we can have that made up, and I, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be good to go. It may, may violate some trademark stuff, but we'll deal with that. It's fine. Uh, now, dealing with, uh, dealing with this Grinchmas season, I did want to ask you just, in general, what do you want for, for Grinchmas this year? Listen, Logan, there's only one thing that I want this Christmas, and that's for the Who's to be quiet finally. And, and what's, the, what's the game plan this year? The game plan is, all right, I'm going to try we're, something new. Look, we're on your okay. side, so we're not going to share this with anybody. No who's right, are listening this, to this, this to scare zone. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm going to lull them into my confidence. They're going to think I'm going to be nice, and then who knows, maybe I won't be. Oh! <laughs> it's going to work. Hey, don't let, don't let my plan out, though. I won't. Right? Look, look, we're good. This is, uh, this, is a spe- this is sacred space here on Scare Zone. Exactly. <laughs> well, Grinch, thank you so much. I- I'm thrilled to-, to get down there and help-, help spoil Christmas with you as well. Absolutely. December 3rd all the way through January 1st. Come see me. Steal it all. Yeah, it's an Over at Islands Adventure. You need any help? You need any help from our Scare Zone listeners? We can come out there. We can sneak around the Who's, make sure they're, uh, they're-, they're-, they're not up to any shenanigans, make sure you're safe. Oh, I like this plan. I got spies everywhere now. You can't escape me, who? Nope, we'll be like your, uh, we'll be like your secret service. We good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Grinch, so much, and go see the Grinch, and uh, he celebrates Christmas kind of how we should here on Halloween Horror Nights podcast. Scare Zone. Thank you, Grinch, and we'll see you in a couple days. Absolutely. All right. Special thanks to not only the Grinch himself, who was uh, quite the character. And hey, I think we're all on Team Grinch. I think that's uh, safe to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we can't make those shirts. He's wrong because it, it is probably trademark infringement. But, you know, um, if, if he wants to make them for us, I'll, uh, I'll support it. See, the funny thing with the Grinch, when you're in Hollywood, his Whoville area is sort of right behind the Bates Motel. <laughs> so they could, they could easily just divert, you know, the, the terror tram and you could just have like a Grinch section. Yeah, I'm all for that. And look, the Grinch is awesome, and Grinchmas is running, and, and I did. It's running starting, I think, tomorrow, December third. It was going to be going on and going on through the end of the year, as he said. All that information's at UniversalOrlando.com, and I did want to throw a special thanks to them for including us in that uh, that tour he did this morning. Like I said, I recorded that very early in the morning. That's why I sounded like that. That's why I continue probably sound like it today because I'm still talking. But it was a really fun time talking to the Grinch, and special thanks to Allie and everyone over at Universal for hooking that up. And go visit the Grinch. You know, we've talked about this before. You know, the Universal events are great, and they go even beyond Horror Nights. Though we're only going to talk about Horror Nights here, I did feel like 
there was a, a, a nice a nice meshing. If they had said you want to interview the guy who's running the Macy's parade, I would have said, eh, I don't really know how that works. But when they give you a monster, you take it. So, again, special thanks to them. Chris, before we wrap up, how are things going for you? Yeah, really good. I've I've been getting a lot of sales just lately of the uh, Monsters, uh, Universal Monsters Origins book. Yeah. Um, that uh, was uh, I, I worked on with uh, James Michael Roddy as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I get a lot of good feedback about that book. A lot of people seem to like it. A lot of people have been saying to me, oh, I want to get your book and read up before the new uh, Universal Monsters universe begins. So yeah, in the, in the trailer teaser, for which yeah. has just been released. So Yeah, I haven't actually watched it yet. Is it awesome? Oh, it's awesome. And and you could definitely see, you know, there's definitely if there's not a mummy house in HHN 27, then I will eat my hat. Do you think we'll get a we you do you think we're gonna get a retheme of the attraction? Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe maybe. Let's see. Maybe what just sort cut of it maybe does. just cut Brendan Fraser from the end and put in Tom Cruise <laughs> saying, get my coffee. Uh something, something like that. Um yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. They're like, I want it to shut down for six months and like we're rebooting the whole thing. And we come back and the only thing different is that end and it's actually just Tom Cruise yelling at us. That would be a uh that would happen. The funny, well, the funny thing is, obviously, you've got the really good Imhotep animatronic, but if you just change the videos over, you probably could retheme it pretty quickly. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's probably not not too far away. It's probably not that hard. So yeah. I can't wait to see that and see that Universal stuff. Hey guys, um, yeah, check out Chris's book. It's obviously available on our website on Scarezone.com. I'm also going to put an Amazon link in. It supports us if you use it. If you're doing your Christmas shopping. You know, you go through our website, start your search on Amazon, and from there on, uh, we get a very small percent. Nothing gets charged to you. Helps us out and helps keep this show on the air. And if you're doing your Christmas shopping on Amazon already, or any shopping for that matter, just go through our Amazon link right there on scarezone.com. You can also check out Scott's eBay store. And like I said, Scott didn't flake on this episode. I sort of semi-flaked on him. And uh, he'll be back on the show next week. I do have a great time talking with him and Keegan. And one last bit of knowledge. Oh, also, obviously, our shirts are available. Check out the shirts. We have a new Scarezone Distress logo. The CU and Finnegan shirts are doing really well. And uh, I, we got some other cool ones coming up. So, so don't worry. Make sure to check that. But last but not least, we are looking at potentially doing a Scarezone one-year anniversary party, potentially, this spring. Now, I'm not sure when. Somewhere between March and May. We'll, we'll do it. April is crazy. So some if it was in April, it would be the end of April, maybe beginning of May, or maybe I'm, I'm not sure yet. But if you're in Orlando, and I know about 70% of our listeners are, let me know if you're interested in coming out to an event. It would probably be free or very cheap. And uh, come out and enjoy yourself, and let's have some fun celebrating our one-year anniversary uh, of ScareZone. Maybe have some special guests, have some drinks. It'll be a good time. Again, just uh, send me a tweet or a message or however you want to reach out. It's fine with me. Well, I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Scare Zone. Next week, who knows what we're going to talk about, Chris? Well, um, <laughs> we, I'm sure we got some stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We got those scare zones, and I got that. The key, we got a lot. We got a lot to cover, guys. We may be sort of partially done with Halloween Horror Nights 26, but the story keeps on going. And look, before we know it, we're going to be talking about 27. So uh, it's right around the corner. Yeah, well, we, we started talking about it on the blog in about February, so not that long. So, not too far away. All right. As always, keep your eyes closed and your ears open, and we'll see you at Finnegan's. Visit our website, scarezone.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash and follow us on Twitter.
better at twitter.com slash podcast and remember to rate and review us on iTunes. This has been a production of Lafo Brown Studios. Copyright 2016.